all the cells in our body needs energy the energy is derived from glucose by glycolysis but our dietary intake consists of large amount of polysaccharides starch and glycogen etc some amount of disaccharides lactose and sucrose and to a minor extent monosaccharides which are glucose and fructose so how does the small amount of glucose and fructose suffice our body's needs well it doesn't so we have to break down polysaccharides and disaccharides into monosaccharides because you know only monosaccharides are absorbed in the small intestine so digestion of carbohydrate means breaking down of polysaccharides and disaccharides into monosaccharides in a step by step efficient manner now digestion of starch for example begins in our mouth where alpha amylase acts upon starch and breaks down alpha 1 for glycosidic bonds leading to the formation of alpha limit dextrins maltotriose and maltose but it doesn't happens completely because shortly after that the bolus reaches stomach and in stomach the low ph inactivate the salivary amylase so the random cutting of starch into small pieces that doesn't happens completely or through or get through with it so digestion of starch should resume so it resumes at small intestine where pancreatic juice with bicarbonate ion neutralizes the ph and then pancreatic amylase which acts on specifically alpha 14 glycosidic bonds and not on alpha 16 bonds cleaves the starch into disaccharides so maltose and isomaltose and oligosaccharides the final digestion of di and oligosaccharides occur at the mucosal lining of upper jejunum where oligosaccharidase is you know cleaves the oligosaccharides into monosaccharides and disaccharidase such as sucrose is cleaved by sucrase maltose is cleaved by maltase and lactose is cleaved by lactase or beta galactosidase the same thing now sucrase is capable of hydrolyzing a large quantity of sucrose but lactase on the other hand is a rate limiting enzyme so utilization of milk sugar is limited in humans so we know that all the digestion has been completed and there is production of a large amount of monosaccharides inside our intestine now intestinal lumen after digestion of carbs will have monosaccharides and those little molecules need to go inside the intestinal mucosal cells so how does that happen the transport is called absorption so 80% of that monosaccharides pool contained of glucose all right and absorption occurs at duodenum duodenum and upper jejunum of small intestine now if we talk about absorption speeds galactose is 10% faster than glucose and fructose absorption speed is less than half of that of glucose if glucose uh, let let us say that if glucose has a speed of 100 then fructose has a speed of 43 now hexoses are rapidly absorbed than pentoses no and an important thing insulin has no effect on absorption of sugar yeah this is an doubt in basically you know a large amount of students that insulin has some effect on absorption but no it doesn't have any effect on absorption of sugars now let's see the mechanism of absorption so sodium helps in the transport of glucose and galactose inside the mucosal cells 
right so if we take the example of glucose glucose and sodium works as an sympot so the mucosal cell has an channel which works on sympot and carries sodium and glucose both inside the lumen so sodium is present in small uh, in small in amount inside the mucosal cell due to the presence of sodium potassium ATPase pump sodium potassium ATPase pump utilizes ATP and throws out sodium into the lumen all right thus creating an creating an concentration gradient of sodium right now this concentration gradient of son uh, of sodium gets developed and and it will facilitate the symport of sodium and glucose inside the cell all right now if we talk about ors now we know that sodium and glucose works in a symport so that's why in diarrhea when there is low amount of sodium present inside the mucosal cells at that point glucose helps in absorption of sodium now we know that galactose has a same mechanism as glucose so fluorosine is a drug which blocks the sodium dependent transport of glucose and galactose now fructose requires no energy input and no use of sodium transport it is transported inside the inside the mucosal cells by facilitated diffusion carrier mediated all right you all right it uses an carrier mediated facilitated diffusion all right and when inside when when inside the mucosal cell it is converted into glucose and that glucose is transported into capillaries uh, after which it continues in inside the circulatory system now pentose on the other hand has a simple diffusion mechanism now plant food is rich in fibers which are cellulose hemicellulose lignin gums pectins now these are chemically complex carbohydrates and the thing is that chemically carbo uh, chemically complex carbohydrates can't be digested by humans as well as bacteria inside our body intestinal bacteria inside our body so there is no way that we can kind of digest these of uh, dietary fibers or complex carbohydrates but still they are important to us why because they improve the bowel motility they prevent constipation the lower cholesterol absorption they improve glucose tolerance by diminishing the rate of glucose absorption from the intestine they eliminate bacterial toxins and they decrease the cancer in git right vegetarians which consume large dietary fibers than non vegetarians have less risk of git cancers and bacteria form toxins in our body which are removed by these dietary fibers and there's a thing called glucose tolerance or they improve this glucose tolerance because there is a condition called glucose intolerance or prediabetes in which you know blood sugar amount is blood sugar is as high 
is high but not as high as should be in type 2 diabetes so type 1 diabetes i guess and so they help in diminishing this thing by reducing the rate of glucose absorption from the intestine all right now let's talk about some clinical aspect of carbohydrates all right now carbohydrate digestion presence of undigested disaccharides in intestine if disaccharides are present in intense intestine which are indigest uh, undigested then these go to large intestine and what does they do there they take out the water from the mucosal cell by osmosis and thus cause diarrhea and these disaccharides also are acted upon by bacteria which causes flatulence uh, all of you must have heard of lactose intolerance it's like half of the population of the world suffer from this problem yes and you know lactose in lactose intolerance there is impaired beta galactosidase or lactase enzyme so if a person consumes this then he suffers from flatulence now curd can help and lactose intolerant right cause curd contain lactobacillus which has lactase enzyme and yeast rich in lactase enzyme can also be useful for such person now what is flatulence let's talk about flatulence in flatulence means there is increase intestinal motility cramps and irritation all right now disaccharides such as lactose and lactose intolerance and oligosaccharides such as raffanose are not digested by humans so bacteria in ileum act on these and produces monosaccharides which are consumed by the bacteria now after consumption bacteria produces gases such as co2 methane and hydrogen and makes products like lactate and short short chain fatty acids now all of these things causes flatulence some people have these flatulence after consum- consumption of leguminous seeds uh, that's because leguminous seeds contain non digestible oligosaccharides like raffinose which is formed out of glucose glucose galactose glucose and fructose and they are not digested by the body so the bacteria acts on them and then flatulence happens well that's it thank you